It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The state's chief medical officer, Dr. Ann Zink, will give a special report to the Sitka Assembly when it meets tonight. Zink will join the Assembly meeting remotely to discuss the recent coronavirus outbreak, Sitka's largest since the pandemic began. She'll also discuss state and national trends and thoughts for Sitka going forward. While there are no other COVID-related items on tonight's agenda, the Assembly will consider several emergency ordinances at a special meeting on Thursday. The Assembly will also consider putting an advisory vote on the potential sale of the Sitka Community Hospital building on the municipal ballot this fall. In May, the Assembly issued a request for proposals seeking competitive bids to purchase or lease the hospital building and property. The period to submit a proposal closes this week. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium expressed interest in purchasing the property last fall. It currently leases the building to house its long-term care unit. According to city code, the sale of the property does not require voter approval. However, the assembly may put the property up for an advisory vote on the municipal election ballot or in a special election. The assembly will also consider on first reading an ordinance that would remove landslide management language from city code. According to a memo from sponsors Kevin Knox and Kevin Mosier, debris flow mapping that was developed by the Alaska Division of Geological and Geophysical Surveys is being used incorrectly by lenders and insurance companies. The sponsors say it's having a detrimental effect on Sitka's housing market. The Sitka Assembly meets at 6 p.m. tonight. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. A wooden troller was towed to shore and demolished in Sitka Monday morning after sinking in its slip in Eliason Harbor over the weekend. The salvage company Hanson Maritime received a call at around 6.30 a.m. on Saturday that the 46-foot troller Zarembo was sinking in its stall. The Hanson team attempted to raise the boat using divers and inflatable lift bags, but were unable to lift it completely due to the boat's dilapidated condition. At 2.30 a.m. Monday morning, the boat was towed out of Eliason Harbor and onto the UAS boat ramp, where the harbor master, coast guard, and owner met and decided it was best to demolish it. The city provided excavators to crush the boat, as well as a dump truck to haul it away. No one was aboard the Zarembo when it sank. Salvagers suspect that a broken plank was to blame for its taking on water. The state lists the most recent owner as Gregory A. Owens of Sitka. The filing period to run for municipal office opened last week. Two seats on the Sitka Assembly will be up for grabs, along with two school board seats. Municipal Clerk Sarah Peterson joined KCAW for the morning interview to discuss what's required of those interested in running for local office. The first task, filling out paperwork. It's not a huge packet. It looks it's a little it looks a little intimidating to folks, but uh, rest assured it's not. <laughs> to qualify for an assembly seat, candidates need to be registered voters in Sitka for a calendar year prior to the election. Those interested in filing for a school board seat must be registered Sitka voters for one month immediately prior to the election. Peterson says candidates can contact her for a starter packet, then they'll need to gather signatures. They are required to obtain at least 25 signatures from registered voters in Sitka. Um, I always encourage them to get more than 25, just some the chance that someone, you know, maybe they thought they were registered, but they're not. Serving as an elected official isn't easy work, and Peterson knows this firsthand. 
As part of her work, she drafts the agendas and records the meetings for all assembly meetings, so she's seen the pros and cons of being an elected official in Sitka. She says she hopes people will consider the positives that go hand-in-hand with government service. The change that you can be a part of and, and to make Sitka this great place that we live in. You know, it's just a, it's a good reminder for all of us. There is good. It is challenging. There's a lot of time involved, but it's rewarding. So far, only one person has filed to run. Incumbent Assembly member Kevin Mosier filed to run for re-election last Thursday. The filing period to run for local office closes on Friday, August 6th at 5 p.m. Sitka's municipal election is Tuesday, October 5th. Federal wildlife authorities have agreed to further study a petition in support of additional protections for Southeast Alaska's wolf population. The decision is likely to rekindle a decades-old debate between conservationists and hunters. Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick reports. U.S. Fish and Wildlife spokeswoman Andrea Medeiros says fact-finding by her agency isn't likely to affect game management in the near term. So we received this petition and have looked at the information that Um, presented in it and determined that it had substantial information to warrant us looking further at the species and whether it is warranted for listing or not. The agency in 2016 declined to list the species as threatened or endangered under the Endangered Species Act. But the federal agency says in a statement that last year's petition alleging threats to regional wolf populations from clear cuts, aggressive hunting and trapping harvests, and climate change have worsened since the last petition was filed a decade ago. The federal government's action will reignite a long-running controversy among Prince of Wales Island's resident hunters and trappers who complain of a steep drop-off on the island's deer population that's commonly blamed on wolf predation. Sitka conservationist Larry Edwards of the Alaska Rainforest Defenders, one of the co-authors of the petition, says a legacy of clear cuts is to blame for loss of deer herds, not predators. Yeah, the difficulty with deer on Prince of Wales Island is, uh, at heart, uh, goes back to habitat loss, which is cumulative over time from the logging of old-growth forest and just the huge loss of that on that island. He says common sightings of wolves on Prince of Wales Island isn't sound science and shouldn't be used to prevent protections. Well, that's anecdotal information. Uh, You know, populations go up and down in the immediate to long term. There are definitely threats to this population. Nearly 70 wolves were taken last year. The year before, a record 165 wolves were taken by hunters and trappers. Alaska Department of Fish and Game Commissioner Doug Vincent Lang says Prince of Wales Island's wolf population is far from threatened. We don't think that harvest represents a a threat to this population now or in the immediate future. We think we have enough controls in in place to be able to manage that population for sustainability. He echoed concerns from island residents that federal protections for wolves would allow unchecked predation on deer, which are a key food source. Many local communities really depend upon deer to get them through the winter. And if if wolves are listed by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, they would now be the the take of wolves and directed hunting would be prohibited. Federal wildlife scientists are expected to release additional findings later this year. The annual hunting and trapping season traditionally runs in the winter. A lawsuit filed on behalf of a conservationist earlier this year failed to halt last year's season. That case is scheduled to go to trial next spring. 
Reporting in Juneau, I'm Jacob Resnick. At least one passenger aboard a Royal Caribbean cruise ship in southeast Alaska has tested positive for COVID-19. The unidentified guest aboard the Celebrity Millennium cruise ship was fully vaccinated, but developed symptoms nonetheless. Officials in Juneau say preparations are being made to medevac the infected passenger out of the region. KHNS's Mike Swayze reports. Officials said Monday that so far only one person out of the approximately 1,300 passengers on board the Celebrity Millennium has tested positive for COVID-19. All other members of the group that were traveling together have tested negative for the virus. Royal Caribbean said in a written statement that health officials on board immediately began contact tracing to identify any guests or crew members who have been in contact with these individuals. All close contacts were isolated and subsequently retested negative. The ship is on schedule to dock in Skagway on Tuesday. Skagway Mayor Andrew Cremata says that it appears that the COVID protocols are working. The Millennium was able to take immediate action with the problem. They identified the problem. They've been able to quarantine it. So, you know, that's what we should expect. The municipality of Skagway is still under a resolution suggesting mask use for anyone that works in a business accessible to the public. Cremata says it's a worthwhile precaution. It's a good reminder and a good wake-up call for everyone in Skagway, especially people who are forward-facing with the tourism industry, to take precautions to protect their own health. Even if you've been vaccinated, Uh, It's a good idea to wear that mask. The Millennium left Seattle on Friday, July 23rd and arrived in Ketchikan on Sunday. After a day in port, the ship sailed to Juneau and docked in the capital city on Monday afternoon. The infected passenger reportedly did not leave the ship in either port. Industry voices say the protocols are working as designed. Brian Salerno from Cruise Lines International Agency says precautions are being taken on board to keep the virus from spreading. There's quite a bit of protections on the ships themselves, you know, health and safety measures that you know all contribute in a very layered defensive way to keeping the virus off the ship and um, certainly isolating anybody if, if they do become symptomatic and doing that very swiftly so that it doesn't spread. The Millennium will be the first large cruise ship to visit Skagway in nearly two years. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. Although Royal Caribbean ships are calling in Sitka over the remainder of the summer, the Celebrity Millennium is not one of them. Sitka will see a return of the Serenade of the Seas on Wednesday and will get a visit from the Ovation of the Seas on Tuesday, August 17th. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. Mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, highs in the mid-60s, light winds. Tonight, partly cloudy, scattered rain showers in the evening, lows in the lower 50s, light winds. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, highs in the mid-60s, north winds around 10 miles per hour.